Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, mm. bing bong. I love our theme song. We should get a actual incredible theme song. Remix. Well, no, this is fine because it's more work and whatever. It's, 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 it's All not, right. Let's not. Minimal effort, minimal work. That's no, our motto. This is not it. Anyway, hello. My name is Claire. James is also. We are married and we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. That's right. And this week, that, we're doing that. <laughs> like we do every week. <laughs> this week with a slight twist. A slight twist. Just kidding. It's say. the same. It's the same as every week. Last week was our spooky episode. Spooky Last... come the year, not text time. And Correct. Uh, now it's regular show again. Exactly right. It now, is regular before show. We, before we do recommendations though, Claire, uh-huh. uh, it's very important that we let people know that we are nominating ourselves. Oh, all right. Okay. So I have the to Australian say, before you do this, podcast it of the makes year. me feel really, I, I, bad, I feel weird about it. And Why is that? Because it's weird. It's weird. It's it's like saying, well, I'm great and everyone should email in and say we're great. No, that's not uh. what this is about. This is pure spite, <laughs> which is what I'm all about. So for those people who don't know, you might have heard it on my more successful podcast, The Weekly Planet, a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, the Weekly Planet, through listener voting, which was incredible, we won the, the the popular choice awards and me and Mason didn't go Australia's most popular podcast, right. <laughs> which is obviously not true, but we still won regardless because people who listen to this are amazing and like to like like me like to ruin things for other people. So, uh, but but the but the reason I wanted to do it then was because we nominated a bunch of shows which didn't get any nominations. I'm not just talking our shows. I'm talking like Do Go On didn't get nominated. Not not in the comedy Ridiculous. category. Yeah. Um, Sam, Sam Loy's amazing show didn't get a look in. Ridiculous. All right? And on, on top of that, you have to also pay money to be I also to nominated nominate. Annie Donna and exactly. they didn't get in the comedy. What are we, exactly. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. It's, it's, it's insane. So this year, we not, there are a few people we know, including us, were nominated again and, and were not selected. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to brute force this thing again and we're going to win it for this show. <laughs> like, if we can. If people get behind reason. it. And, and if we win this time, either next year or the year after, Mason and I are going to make one episode of an entirely new show called James, Mason and Claire Ruin the Australian <laughs> Podcasting Awards and then we're winning it again. So this is a stepping stone to a larger grift. I have to say from the very outset that if anyone is listening from the Australian Podcasters Awards, this is not my idea. <laughs> and this is They not- are definitely not because they do not listen to the shows that are nominated. I, I guarantee No, it. they do. There's over 100 judges. Okay. It's just that they don't know what your Mason show is. And, I, and, and that's someone fine. listening Honestly, in cold I'm not even to a- us as well would be like, well, this isn't very I'm good. Not, I'm not even <laughs> about awards. You know I don't. It's yeah, not about you awards. Will you go if we win? Will you go? 
I don't know. We'll see. With me? I mean, it might be virtual. I'm pretty sure it'll be in person yeah, this time. Yeah, probably in person this year. Anyway, putting okay. it out there, see how we go. Excellent. Actually, and to be honest, I would love you to vote if you're out there listening. Well, we've already got a bunch of people. We've seen him in the Facebook oh, group. Oh, they've been bloody amazing. Uh, been, people have been tweeting me. I, don't, I really appreciate um, so it. So do I. I feel, I feel appreciative even though I know it's fueled by spite. It still warms my cockles on my little heart. I know, and that honestly is my favourite thing, that people are like, yeah, I'll do this. I'll get on board with this dumb thing. Like we yeah. don't win any money. Like there's no financial we gain to this. We got a little glass plaque. We got I a little think. glass plaque that you can't really read properly because it's completely and glass. And actually we had to pay to enter. <laughs> and we have to pay to enter. So if anything, we lose money. Anyway, that's that's just how these things go. And there's, a, there's like huge like podcasting networks in Australia that like have shows Backed up. Backed by big radio Backed by big radio and whatever. Yeah. And we here at whatever this is, we hate big radio. We're going to take them down. <laughs> One <laughs> podcast award at a time. No, I have some friends who work for big radio. And I know some other podcasts who also work <laughs> within those networks. And they're fine and whatever. But as we all know, you are fueled by spite. Yep. And I hope, listeners, that you. I also mean, Auntie Donna, <laughs> come on! They got a Netflix show. They have award-winning comedy shows. Yeah. Come on, and podcasts normally, like under other circumstances, yeah. whatever. It's outrageous, and quite frankly, I will not stand for it. <laughs> and so I will ruin this thing. <laughs> all right. Can we now just move on with the we show? We will ruin this thing, not Claire. Me and the listeners and Mason. Claire right. is not involved. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. Here we go. I what don't if- want you to come to the awards ceremony if by any chance, any slim possibility we even get nominated. I'll be gracious. Listed, I will be gracious in success if they let us win, which I feel like they won't because I didn't think they were going to let us win last time, but we did somehow. Uh, I'll be gracious. I'm not, I will not be rude. I will be... You're not going to get humble. up on the state on the podium and just say, I did this for spite. I, I mean, <laughs> they let Tom Gleason, that comedian, there's a show, there's a, an awards ceremony in Australia called the Logies, the TV Logie yeah. Awards. And Tom Gleason, a comedian, decided one year to just take them down and yep. just like he won the gold Logie. I love it. And anyway, massive respect for that. And then he did just an absolutely. <laughs> this speech was incredible. I loved it. It was so mean. Yeah, I know. so mean. So I loved it. I met him once in person. He was very nice. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Can go. we get on with some oh, recommendations? Oh, it's linked below if people want to um, vote. Don't have to, obviously. No, I think you just tap on the link. You type in suggestible. Yes, and it will come, come up. up. And yeah. takes, it's apparently as well in the US. I don't think you need a VPN. No, you can just do it from anywhere in the world. Yeah, I think it just kind of Which is works. another advantage that we have because our audience in Australia, not massive, but in the world. A little bit bigger, you know what I mean? Just a little. Yeah. We love you guys. Okay, let's Every do it. one. Mm, okay. Let's let's not. That's 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 not true. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move what, on. What is your recommendation? Oh, my first one is go to my Instagram and check out our family Halloween photo. Oh my it's god. It's the only photo that I received of us all as a family, and I've got my eyes closed. And you were looking in the wrong direction and our son, well, he obviously is looking at the camera, but you can't see because he's wearing a helmet. And I'm pretty sure he didn't want that photo. He really didn't want that photo. Yeah. He was holding on to some kind of thing that he needed to go and do. Yep. And he was yelling. But we got there. Anyway, I, love I loved it. Halloween. It was the bloody funnest time. It was really good. It was real good. And anyway, I have got some fun recommendations and then 
a very harrowing but great recommendation. Okay, then. Which one should I start with? It's actually not, actually, I don't have any fun ones. They're all intense, but ah, they're good. Doesn't matter then, does it? All Whatever. right. So, first one I wanted to recommend very quickly um, with everything that's happening in Glasgow at the moment, mm, um, with climate yes. talks, good God. Macron's um, like, your prime minister sucks. And I'm like, I know this is really yeah. like political grandstanding, like on behalf of his nation and whatever, but I love it. I'm into it. Okay. <laughs> I will say, I couldn't. Give a hoot what those two dick swinging yeah, exactly. heads are talking about. about. Yeah. What I do care about is whether or not they're going to make any progress at all with um, reducing emissions. Agreed. And I hate that it's been taken over by this stupid feud with the French yeah. rather than really nailing and talking about what we should be talking about, which is that we all need to be committing to net zero by 2030. Totally. Anyway, so that's been making me really cross watching mm. that and kind of hopeful but mostly cross and furious. Yep. Um, means the same thing. So the anecdote to that is this thing called the World Earthshot Prize. Okay. Which is really cool and you can follow it on Instagram. It's based around um, what was done previously called the Moonshot Prize. So it's run by the – it's run in the UK um, okay. and the royals have actually – kind of got it off the ground oh, and David Attenborough, That's interesting. <laughs> David Attenborough uh, hosted it. So it's an award ceremony. Love him, big fan. And it's basically all of these incredible thinkers and scientists and climate activists coming up with incredible ways to save our planet. And they did that for the moonshot to get human beings to the moon and they came up with all this extraordinary invention and it, it's happening again with the Earthshot Prize and the stuff that is being created that and the is people very cool. that are doing it are just amazing and inspiring. And so if if me, if you, like me, are feeling enraged about what's happening in Glasgow, it just reminds you that there are so many people innovating and being creative and really do who do really care about our planet yep. and want things to change and it's just some old people sitting in these big corporations who are holding us back potentially also in our government. Mm-hmm holding us back from where we need to get to. And I'm feeling more and more hopeful that we will get there. This was a hopeful thing. Thank you. That's one thing. This is kind of linked into my TV recommendation. I love TV, Claire. I look at it and I go, ooh, good show. God. All right. Can we keep talking? Sorry. I just got excited about the concept of a television show. Imagine if you had no TV in your life, James. I'd just watch it. uh, You were born 100 years ago. What would you have done? I would have shot myself. I would have got a musket and I would have loaded it. Let's step it back a little. And then I would have pointed my mouth and then it wouldn't have fired properly because they didn't really and then I'd have to do it again. But I'd get there. Don't you even worry about it. All right. Well, you're nothing if not committed. (laughs) Um, so this is a TV series. It's Australian. Hold on to your hat, James. I know you, you're not such a big fan of Australian no, I, drama. There are, there are but, good ones. Mm, this one is really interesting and I think does a really good job. It's called Fires. So Fires is inspired by the true events of the devastating bushfires from the 2019 to 2020 Australian summer. Yeah. So right. um, here obviously we were hugely affected, I'm sure. I mean world reports went all over the world about the devastating bushfires and the loss of wildlife and the loss of life and homes um, that happened during that time. It was just unprecedented and terrifying and obviously related to climate change. And this series, some of the episodes are better than others, but I think it does an amazing job of telling the story of everyday Australians and also the, uh, the firefighters working on the front lines. Absolutely. And it's just it's really, I thought, really, really good to watch to give uh, get a real sense of what people were going through at the coalface. And mm. um, what all, I also thought was interesting. Oh, on a side note, Sam Worthington is in an episode. Is he really? Yeah, the cast is also amazing. Avatar's own. I mean, that's a good get. 
Correct, exactly. They've also got Eliza Scanlon, Hunter Page Lockhart, Richard Roxburgh as well, and Anna He Torf, played Dracula in the movie Van Helsing 2004. Well, oh, there you go. Among oh. other things that are Was better. he not also in Moulin Rouge? He was. He was the Duke. He was the Duke. Correct. Well, he's really excellent in this. Uh, so are the episodes connected or is it telling different stories? So there's a through line of the firefighters. So the, okay. the firefighters are the same. There's this boy and girl who are kind of quite young. They're in their sort of like I'd say early 20s. Ooh, imagine. Um, but they go to different related fires. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, so each episode is its and what, own and what, story. And what are they though? Are they emergency service workers? Did yeah, you they're say? firefighters. Okay, sorry, did you say that? that? Yeah, yes, they're firefighters. Sorry. And so they kind of get in very difficult situations and get trapped within fires um, within the bushland. Yep. But, yeah, and then it follows the story of just everyday Australians who, you know, it's like someone who lost their house in the fires, another person who decides to stay, um, another family who were camping um, around Malakuta and and what happened there where the whole township, yeah. like a whole, you know, thousands and thousands of Australians went like they normally do on bush holidays because I mean, there was a lot of forewarning from the government, but really they didn't think that that would be, that the fires no, would be as bad as they and were. And the general rule is like you you stay or you leave very early and mm. that kind of has changed in more recent years because staying uh, is not always a great idea. <laughs> so Yeah, and especially with this bushfire season because the fires change so quickly. Yeah. So what seemed like a very safe location to go to within a matter of hours became very much not so. Yeah. And so that was what happened um, in Malakuta. So they sort of follow the trajectory of a young family who get caught up in that too. Yeah. Uh, and what I thought you would find really interesting is that for this particular series they used the technique of dream screen. Which, have you heard of that? What's dream screen? So unlike much special effects and green screen work where actors perform in studios in front of a blank screen with the tennis balls to guide their eye lines. Yeah, there's a screen behind them but they also have things moving as well. Yeah, and they so, do that in The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. I've written mm. that down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the, I thought that was really interesting. There's yeah, a little video I, I, actually they show of the behind the scenes. Fascinating, yeah. Yeah, he's really fascinating. Because you can do it on the fly and you can get things in camera and you don't have to then wait to be able to see what things look like. Like down the line, it's mm. pretty incredible. But anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you've just said exactly what I said, that they didn't have to do much in post-production. Yep. And initially they weren't going to do this because it was so expensive. Yeah, the cost element is crazy. Yeah, and it looks really... very good. Oh, it yeah. looks amazing. If you go, I'll get Collins to link this below. There's a little video you can see of the behind the scenes. Mm. They do it from within a fire truck because these firefighters get caught, which actually really did happen, Yeah, with the, you know, just completely surrounded by fire. And so they're sitting inside this truck and they use this technique and it just looks incredible. Yeah. And you couple that with like smoke and props and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so the actors, really rather than impressive. acting in front of a, just a blank screen, are really immersed in it. Yeah. And they don't have to go back in and put in special effects later. It's so, changed. Like, yeah. And it was such good technology for COVID also because you can, like the Mandalorian, which is shot, like it, normally you shoot Star Wars in multiple locations like across the world to represent mm. different galaxies and whatever. You don't have to do any of that. You can basically do it in the same space and it looks terrific. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's mm. just I had not I had no idea. Um, I hadn't heard about it until I started researching for this um, TV show. Mm. Anyway, really cool. So it's on ABC iView at the moment. I'm sure you could get it with a VPN and I'm sure it will be available overseas. Um, it's um 
It really does give you a sense. Fires. Is that right? <laughs> Correct. I mean, it does a really good job too. Malakuda, the air, the sky turned red and black. Yeah. So when you see some of that footage that went around the world where it just looks post-apocalyptic, mm. that's one of the locations. Yeah. And um, I think it's a really good reminder and quite timely to watch, particularly maybe with someone who might not be thinking that climate change is such a big deal. Mm. And then you watch that and you think, how could you not think that there's something going on? Yeah. So, and even if there is nothing going on, which there is, wouldn't we rather live in a world that's not a smog-infested hellhole? Correct. Exactly. Look, I think the director, Michael Reimer, Anna Kokonos and Kim Mordant, mm. who were all directors, did a really fabulous How job. How many episodes? Sorry. Uh, there's six. Oh. Yeah. So, and they're all different, unique stories. Some are better than others, but I really enjoyed it. Well, that's life, isn't it? Some <laughs> days are better than others. Correct. Speaking of. Over to you. Look at this recommendation that I've got here, Claire. Have a look at it. I can't see it, James. I'll tell you about it. It's an audio medium. I'll tell you about it. Uh, It's called Love Life. Uh, We talked about season one last year and now we're up to Love Life season two, uh, which was created by Sam Boyd. So it's it's, uh, become an anthology series that follows a different person each season from their first romance until their last romance. Now, the first season, if you recall, Claire, correctly, which I know you do because you watched it, starred Anna Kendrick, among others. And the second season focuses on a different character uh, played by William Jackson Harper, who people might know as Cheaty from The Good Place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's – but but here's, here's a twist, Claire. Here's something for you you're absolutely going to love. They're also set in within the same New York love life cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. So Anna Kendrick and a few characters from the other season – also appear in this season as like as minor players because you know everybody is the main character in their own life probably so this time around it's narrated by Keith David who's fantastic you he's in the thing you ever seen the thing definitely not of course I haven't seen the thing thing's amazing you should watch the thing next year for scary, uh <laughs> it's very scary that's a clown no that's it oh what's the thing uh the thing is set on an arctic base and then oh, like a monster no. gets into it no thanks. You should watch you it next. Love all that it's got stuff. Kurt Russell. It's objectively a terrific movie. All right. Yeah. Continue on Anyways, about the rom com. I'm much gets, more about he that. He gets divorced, uh, and it's probably his fault, almost definitely, it <laughs> seems. And now he's in his like eight uh now he's in like his late thirties, early forties, and he's single. So he's just kind of thrown back out there and you know, he doesn't really know kind of who he is as a person. It's about discovering who he is now because he felt like in his previous relationship that maybe he wasn't he didn't allow himself to be his true self and he was kind of just pretending and each episode focuses on him meeting like a different person for romance. And it's not like disaster after disaster, although sometimes it is. Sometimes you just have like a fleeting kind of moment with somebody or like an imperfect relationship and, you know, and you and you move forward. Anyway, it's very funny. Uh, it's well acted. Uh, it explores like modern dating and, you know, racial stereotypes and Dancing, there's a lot of dancing in it, and friendship and all these other things, and it's very good. I like it. And it's been three episodes of the newest season. It's on Stan here, I think, but it's on HBO Max, I believe, in other parts of the yeah. world. It's, what did you think of it? It's very good. Yeah. And I, and it is. it doesn't follow that usual trope of mm. relationship difficulties and then it all just gets tied up in a nice little bow. Yeah. I really like that. I think the writing is really fresh for that reason and fi- and the characters are all quite complicated and contradictory as well, yes. like, just like real people, you know, so you, there's no, like, clear villains or anything yeah. like that. Uh, and it shows the complexity of relationships 
and how you can change and change the way that you think about someone mm. um, and then change back again. And then sometimes it's about timing as well and yeah. missing the boat or you not being in the same um, headspace at the same time. And I just think I think it's really interesting. I also think the friendship dynamic that they create with Anna Kendrick's season in the mm. first season is wonderful and yeah. I like that again in this season yeah. too. That to me is actually what I love the most about it mm. is seeing the way his friends support him. And the family dynamics as well. And Yeah, yeah. exactly, and how friends are there or not there or they their friendships change as they too change mm. and the, like the dynamic with his mate who has kids and a wife at home, yeah, I think is quite interesting because I do think they capture that very well. It's really difficult sometimes to stay friends with someone when your lives are in very different places. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I also think his friend tells him not to get divorced and not to do it and then he does it anyway and yeah. he regrets it. And I think that's, that is really another thing, right, about friendships, that you can see someone that you love walking into something that they know is, you know is going to be bad. Yeah. But you can't stop them and with you, love. And when you you're know. in it as well, you can't see it either. You know no, what I mean? exactly. Yeah, it's hard to kind of totally and and a lot clearly. of rationality goes out the window. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot about a friendship that moves into your 30s and 40s, right? Is just still just being there to hang out and have a drink and have a laugh with your mate and just have a good let time. Let them know you're there. Yeah. <laughs> and and um. Like warn them, but in the end of the day, I mean, that's yeah, people really, make people make their make, own decisions. Yeah, they make their own decisions, good. and it's tricky. Anyway, yeah, I think it's great. Yeah, loved it. Can't wait to see the rest of it. I think they're releasing like two or three episodes a week or something like that. I believe. Yeah, I really like the way that it's shot. It does a great job of depicting how hard it is in New York if you don't have an apartment. Yeah, right. <laughs> or you're you're sharing um, a flat with someone. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. Cool. All right, my turn. I would love you to to do the, yep. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Do the thing. Do the do. You haven't. Have you got another depressing thing? I that first thing do. you said wasn't that depressing. No, I it wasn't. No, and this isn't really depressing either. It's just excellent. You don't know um, what's so going on. So I've had quite a few people recommend to me this TV show Made, and so I thought what I would do oh, is. Yeah. Um, Read one of the wonderful people who did recommend it to me. I love and, this um, idea. You can email in to suggestiblepod at gmail.com with your recommendation and you might just get it on the show just like George Irwin has. George oh Irwin's sneaking his way into this what show. A legend. What? Hi, Claire and James. First, I want to say that I love the pod. We love you. Thanks, mate. Yeah. I have been listening for a while now and you've helped me through many tough times. Whenever I'm stressed, I pop the pot on and feel the anxiety drain away. Oh, let it drain. So thanks. You two have some incredible like banter assist. that never gets on. God. That's yeah. the kind of banter you can expect here. <laughs> Please go on. Do go on. So sorry, George. My suggestion for you guys is a show called Made starring Margaret Qualey. Mm-hmm. It follows a mother who runs away from her partner after he becomes increasingly aggressive and violent. She has no one to turn to and is left trying to piece her life together all whilst caring for her young daughter, Maddie. 
It's very heartbreaking and uncomfortable with the protagonist constantly progressing one step forward and two steps back. Mm. But it's incredible, vividly representing motherhood and its protective nature. I think. I'm not a mum. No, you would be correct, George. It absolutely does. Well, as a father, uh, (laughs) I don't agree. But go on. All right. I think Claire will thoroughly enjoy it. And James, I don't know. There are no big kicks here. This is serious cinema. Oh, wow. Keep doing what you're doing from George in the UK. No, I saw you watching this and uh, I was like, I should watch this because it looks good. But then I'm like, well, then I have to, when I have to watch something else for suggestions. Well, uh, well, yeah, well, here's the thing. Here's why I think you should absolutely watch it. Yeah. Um, it comes from Margot Robbie's production company, Lucky Chap Entertainment. Oh, really? Okay. And she obviously created I, Tonya, which is like a smash yes. hit movie. I still haven't seen I, Tonya. Oh, it's it's very dark, but yeah. it's great. Yeah. She's brilliant in it. And also, they also created Promising Young Woman, which yes. is I know one of loved the shows it. that yeah. you loved. And it has a similar vein. It's completely different to Promising Young Woman. Yeah. But there's a, there's a really strong female protagonist and it does a really good job of shining a light from a different perspective on domestic violence mm. and what it's like to live in poverty and to have no one to turn to. It also talks a lot about coercive control mm. with an emotional abuse within a relationship. It does that complexity really well because he's not on the outset at actually physically violent towards her at yeah. all that you see on screen. Yeah. Her partner, Sean, who's played by Nick Robinson, is more manipulative than that. And so the first sequence kind of sees her just... I like Nick Robinson. Yeah, he's, he's really guy. good in this. And Margaret Qualley as Alex is just incredible, as is her daughter, um, Maddie, who's played by Riley Nevia Wittet. And interestingly, Andy McDowell plays her undiagnosed bipolar artist mother who's very flaky and um, but kind of wild, crazy hair and amazing. And they're actually mother and daughter in real life. Oh, okay. Really, I didn't really know interesting. that. Cool. Yeah. Um, what I also really love about it, it also looks at – what happens when a woman and with her kids has to leave that kind of environment, Mm. what it takes for her to leave, and then what happens when you get put into the system and how when you've got no family support, because often with coercive control, they gradually take away your financial freedom, your ability to have any friends, and they Mm. ostracise you and separate you from the people that love you and your family. So you end up with no one to turn to. And, I mean, like her partner in this had also taken her phone. Mm. But what's interesting is they they sort of juxtaposition this with flashbacks to when they first started dating and he's an alcoholic, but when he's sober, you eventually meet him as a character when he's sober and he's a great dad. And he's really lovely and you can see why um, she goes back to him and it's this sort of, it's just not black and white. Yeah. It's done really, really well. And you just start to understand why her mother is the way that she is as well based on her previous Mm. relationships. There's just lots and lots in it that's so rich. One of the things I think is most interesting though is that the it's based on a book by Stephanie Land who... um, and it's, this is sort of like her life story. So she wrote a memoir and the memoir was called mm-hmm. called Made Hard Work, Low Pay and A Mother's Will to Survive. And so this book was a memoir based on her real-life true story. She grew up in Washington, Anchorage in Alaska in a middle-class household but had a car accident at 16 which led her to be diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder wow. which was then exacerbated by financial struggles that she had um, and she ended up as a single mother in her 20s living in Port Townsend in Washington 
and she had to escape an abusive relationship and then worked as a maid. So then during those years, she was planning to become a writer and go to university and she obviously had no money. So she ended up having to clean houses and eventually got herself out of that situation. Um, But that led her to do some writing and one piece that she wrote for Vox then became this book And it's so worth reading. If you don't read the whole book, but you just read this piece in Vox, it's there now. It's called, Mm. I spent two years cleaning houses. What I saw makes me never want to be rich. And this (laughs) is the other part that May does really well. It's about her perspective going into these houses of people who've got like McMansions and how miserable they are. And there's stories that she sees because they see her as a ghost. They don't see her as a person with feelings and thoughts and opinions they sort of see her as interchangeable and so they kind of open their whole life up to her and so she ends up seeing so many interesting things, people addicted to pills, um, you know, people who are married but living in completely separate wings of their own house, Mm. women who are struggling with IVF, who are struggling with pill addictions, you know, all kinds of things, people whose, you know, partner has died but the house has remained exactly the same even Mm. after they've gone and this man's living alone with his wife's house, exact, you know, even his wife's notes still on the fridge. And that in itself I think is really fascinating to think about mm. and also makes you really think about privilege yeah. and what it means to have someone in your home cleaning your house. And, and I mean, there's a scene in the actual TV show, um, which I'm not sure actually happened in real life, but she's she has so little money that she couldn't afford to eat and she had to put gas in the tank and pay for childcare. So she drives to this house, she cleans it perfectly, but then she passes out from hunger. Mm. And the woman then gives flippantly gives her a muesli bar, she leaves and then refuses to pay her because of the inconvenience that that caused right. um, and how that spirals. And the other technique they use really well in the show is they have the dollars on the side of the screen of, um, you know, how much money she's got left in her bank balance. Oh, God, yeah. And so the first whole kind of sequence is her escaping from her partner, Mm. but then she's got maybe like $12.50 and she fills up the tank enough with enough petrol to get her to her friend's house, Mm. you know, or to her mother's house. Then she buys her daughter, you know, a muesli bar and it goes below the line. Yeah. And you can just... And she's got no one to turn to. She doesn't have a support network. And I think that's something else that it made me really think about. I'm in this privileged position and I think we both are where we have really wonderful families Mm. that will support us. I've never felt like I didn't have someone to go to and wonderful friends and we're connected in with a community, you know. And I think she, because of a whole lot of circumstances out of of her control, ends up with nothing and no one to turn to. Mm. Um, so it's it's really interesting, is and it, it makes one of those things where they're like season two coming soon, or do you think this will be? No, I think it. No, it's okay, one good. complete yeah. season. I, I mean, I can't see them making another one. I mean, I guess they could show what it's like for her to move forward from there, but yeah. really, I think it's a complete. Show. It tells her memoir. Yeah, right. In, the, in that sequence, yeah. and I think it also does a really good job of showing what it's like to be in halfway housing. Mm. And the problems in the system and what's wrong with... It seemed very harrowing. How, how yeah, harrowing. it is so very harrowing. The, from yeah. the, 
the but it's not vi- it's not violent. No. It's more emotionally it's like distressing, distressing, but important. I think yeah. it shows what it's like for women who are escaping and what it's like to go to like a domestic violence shelter and the incredible women that work in there. But and it's also very inspiring. Mm. I think by the end, like. I won't spoil it, but it's it's inspiring. Yeah. Just watching the strength of someone and how hard she had to work. Mm. And there's just moments, especially when you're a parent and she's her daughter, you know, she's doing it for her daughter, leaving that relationship. Mm. And then she has to leave her with her mother who's not very stable and living in a trailer park because mm. she has to work and she can't afford childcare. Yeah. And it's just there's a moment where the boat's going on the water over to this big mansion and she's going to spend time with this woman cleaning her house and this big mansion and her daughter is in a situation where she's not sure she's safe Mm. and then there's no reception at the mansion. Then the phone, when she finally does get back into reception, has 18 missed calls from her mother and your whole heart just like falls into your stomach and you think, oh, my God, and and I won't spoil it but (laughs) she's – you know, she's just going, you know, crazy trying to find where what's happened to her mm. daughter. And anyway, it, 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 I think it will, I think it really does that job very well of building empathy. Cool. To try and, and also gives a lot of information about what it means to take someone's sort of emotional and financial stability. Yeah. 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 And how relationships can turn that way whether the person who's doing it even is aware of how mm. manipulative they've become. Yeah. You know, um, and that I think in itself is really interesting because you can't change behaviour that you don't know is there. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway. Sounds good. I think it, I'll watch that. Yeah. brilliant. And and it's had amazing reviews, like yeah. really amazing. I'm really excited to see what Margot Robbie's going to do with the movie Barbie, which is her next Yeah, film. it's interesting because it's, it's Greta Gerwig. Gerwig, is that a name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who did, um, what did she do recently? She did Lady Bird. I think she did Lady Bird, but she, she did, did, she did something else Bird. after that. What did she do last? Little Women? I feel like it was Little Women. I feel Women. like she did, yeah. Anyway, yeah, but it's, a, it's like Margot Robbie and it's um, Ryan Gosling oh, as well as, as Ken. Ken. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's fun. It's going to be fun, I think. I know. Oh, I should also say Made is created by Molly Smith-Meltzler who did Shameless and Orange is the New Black. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, so it's, it's so worth watching. I haven't watched Shameless. Or, yeah. And, and I didn't see out Oranges in the New Black, but I've heard good things maybe. All right. That, Claire, was a fantastic recommendation. No, a fantastic series of recommendations all around on this podcast. And <laughs> did you know, if you think this was fantastic and above par, maybe you could give us a review on iTunes. It really helps out. Now, look, you might already be voting for us in the Australian Podcast Awards. <laughs> maybe you're not interested in doing two things, and I completely understand that, but you can do it in-app. Just like Garbolita who says, do you remember? Do you remember that time that you hurt me in a very specific way by losing a gift I got you and you're clearly still upset about it every time I bring that up? Do you remember that? That was the time I mentioned how you lost the, the bracelet. For the, oh, yeah. For the <laughs> I got you in Venice. I know. I yeah. feel so bad. Well, do you remember though? Yes, I remember. I, I thought you would remember. I just this at uh, Garbolita. Wants to know. Right. Also. I don't know if that's a re- – is that a re- – is that – It's five stars. All right. Well, fine. We'll take it. You can it. say anything in We these. will take it. You can it. say anything. Great. All right. What, what else, Claire? That's it. I've already done Oh, you did your letter, didn't you? Oh, I do have to apologise to James Brooke. I accidentally Ooh. mixed up his email. He did not recommend um, The Haunting of Bly Manor. <gasps> he too. And you publicly dragged this I poor did. man. I did. I'm so that's sorry, James. That's cancel culture. 
Anyway, he had some great recommendations. So, but not that one. But not that one. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry, James. So thank you so much again. And I won't read them all out on the show because I'm planning to use them. But you're going to watch The Thing. Next aren't time. You? Yeah, I'm totally going to watch them. Yeah. No, you're going to watch The Thing, the movie The Thing. The Thing. No, I'm not. Scott Kurt Russell. Thank you. Scott Keith David, come on. All right, fine. Scott I'll watch Wilford it. Brimley. Fine. fine, I'll watch it before next week. Were you? And I'll let you know what I think. Were you really? Yes. Okay. I will. I'm a, I'm a grown woman with ovaries. I can watch it. <laughs> wow. All right, let's get out of here. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, as always, thank you to Roll Collins oh. for editing this week's episode. Amazing stuff. Amazing. Okay, bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.